Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Sequel Q&A. My name's Doug. So let's be real, the last movie sequel we covered was not a good sequel. It was a bad movie. Me and like six other people enjoy Munchie Strikes Back. But have no fear, the next sequel on deck is Troll 2, dubbed the best worst movie. Ah, I discovered that movie at such a young age. That's why this week's interview is such an honor. Uh, Talking to actor George Hardy, or should I say, Dr. George Hardy, who plays the father in Troll 2, Michael Waits. Oh, man, it was so cool to be able to pick his brain about how a dentist from Alabama ended up in Utah to shoot this just weird movie. And George does not disappoint. One of the nicest guys I ever talked to. And what I'm going to do is he has a lot of movies coming out, and they just came out recently over the last few months, too. I'm going to put the links in the episode notes so you could check those out. And then also, don't forget, you got to watch Troll 2. If you have HBO Max, it's included. If not, it's like four bucks. It's the best four bucks you'll ever spend. That's like a cup of coffee at like Starbucks or Dunkin' nowadays. So watch it. You can rent it on all the normal platforms like Prime and all that. And then also the documentary is so cool. It's called Best Worst Movie. It's free on Tubi. I'll put that in the notes as well. But uh, you're going to love this interview. George is the nicest guy ever. Just before we actually started the interview, like two weeks before when I first talked to him, he like wanted to know about me, why I started this, you know, about my family and uh, just a genuine guy. You're going to love our chat. So without further ado, here is George Hardy. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good, finally. <laughs> yeah, man. But well, that's, uh, I appreciate it. What I like to do with these, obviously, your trajectory, like how you got to be in Troll 2, I think it's fascinating. So, so growing up, how early did you know that, hey, I want to be a dentist? Oh, well, I didn't know that part. Now, as far as how did I know that I wanted to be a dentist? I, it, that kind of just was a happenstance that happened to me. Oh, really? And what that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I was in college in general curriculum, and I'm, I'm going to be doing some things in the house here, but I was in the college in general curriculum. You know, I was going through um, what is called Haley Center down in Auburn, but Haley Center uh, was there, and I, you know, I was in, in between classes, and there was these guys in white coats coming through, and they were, actually freshmen they were in dental school already and uh they were just going through and i'll be damned if there was a dean of student affairs right there in the hallway and and he, i met him and he said uh you know we started talking he says i think you need to be a dentist i go well he said yeah come on up and go to dental school with these guys and i'm going what you know he said yeah <laughs> and so i thought oh shit you gotta be kidding me so the bottom line is uh I just, I said, okay, yeah, I'll just be a dentist then. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew that I wanted to get into medicine somehow. Uh, okay. And so, yeah. What were you doing before that? Well, I was in, you know, I was, what was that? What was I doing before dentistry? I was in Yeah, college, like what you was know? your trajectory? Yeah. Like before that moment, what were you going to do? Like uh, you said you wanted to be in medicine. Oh, I thought about acting, you know, but. Oh, you, you always know, did. Know. Okay. Yeah, I kind of thought about it. I wanted to be an actor, you know, but what's true is, uh, you know, I just thought, uh, can't, you just can't make it. You know, the chances of you making it, George, are really slim. And, yeah. you know, I really wasn't that, that talented. 
like some people just have incredible natural talents, you know. And I thought, ah, but I kind of always felt I really wanted to be an actor. Wow. So anyway, uh, I ended up um, going into into pre dentistry, pre med, you know, pre vet. Well, pre pre dent and med were were the same. So um, at Auburn, so the same, pretty much the same curriculum. So again, then I got into dental school and went straight from Auburn to the University of Alabama School of Dentistry for four years there, and then I did a postdoctorate program out in Salt Lake City in, in pedodontics in children's dentistry. And while I was out there, I got, I, I didn't like it. I just thought I'm, this is not for me, uh, children's dentistry. And yeah. so I quit the program and I did like three months or something. I think it was, I just, I couldn't stand it. I just thought, Oh, I'm going to go back. So I had to wait a while and get my, uh, 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 I had to get reciprocity. They did not have reciprocity. I had to take the Western Regional Exam Boards in Portland, which is where my daughter lives now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I got the Western Regional Exam Board and then ended up practicing in Salt Lake. Why Salt Lake? How did they, did they choose that for you or did you choose that? Like to be in Salt Lake, like so far from home? Or? I, I chose it. I got accepted into their program. And, uh, so yeah, I, I was accepted into their children's dentistry program and ended up, um, you know, staying, um, out in Salt Lake for t- about nine years and, uh, started teaching exercise classes out there. And what? when I did, well, yeah, yeah, I was teaching aerobics when it was really big back in the eighties. And one of the, um, one of my, um, participants uh, was an actress and she was a ski instructor at snowbird still is now still is oh wow. i think she's a senior yeah at snowbird and michelle says why don't you come take some acting classes and i did and uh so i <laughs> did some uh, I, I studied under a lady named lillian chauvin and lillian was linda gray's coach and raquel welch's coach acting oh, wow. coach yeah, yeah, and she would fly up from Los Angeles to Salt Lake and do these little, cl- you know, classes on the weekend. That's amazing. For about 20 people, and so we would do scene analysis and all that. So Lillian just kind of taught me a few things, but, I mean, it was just – it was more uh, like a fun thing than yeah anything else anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I remember when there was one guy with – you know, he's being Mormon country. I think he had five kids and left his family and went – to Los Angeles to become an inspiring actor, but it's like, Oh my God, you know? So I just did it for the fun of it. And so, uh, there was an audition, um, a buddy of mine who was also a ski, uh, instructor and what later went on to law school, uh, Mark, uh, introduced me to his agent. He had an agent. (laughs) Mark was doing a few little things and I met her, but I'd never really worked with her, but, she met me and so she called me out of the blue and said, Hey, there's a audition up in park city. Do you want to, you know, do you want to go do it? And I said, well, sure I'll go. And, you know, so I go up there and, and, the, and the, it's all in best worst movie, the documentary, but I yeah. ended up, uh, <laughs> as you know, I ended up, you know, uh, auditioning for that. Uh, and it was a, just a cold read and a room full of smoke, which is, you don't find cigarette smoke in Salt Lake anywhere, you know, yeah. <laughs> no one smokes out there. Right. Cause yeah. uh, it's just a healthy environment. And, uh, 
cigarette smoke in the room, field room, and no one spoke English. And I read this thing. And the next thing you know, I get a phone call and they said, you know, you can you shoot for 13 days in, in Park oh City? And I went, God. oh, my God, you got to. <laughs> so I got the part. And I said, I got to do this. You know, why not? You know, <laughs> was there a lot of people at the audition? Yeah, there were. Actually, there were. Yeah. From what I understand, there were. Uh, I mean, I just went into the, you know, into the room there. And yeah, I do do recall that. Yeah. (laughs) Was that your first audition ever? Because obviously you did acting. Did you do anything in school like growing up, like plays and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some college. uh, I didn't do college plays, but high school plays I did. And then uh, I was in a commercial out in the Bonneville Salt Flats. That you know, not, that was just a commercial uh, slamming yeah. a car door. I was in the back seat of the car door, <laughs> <laughs> so all I did was just slam the car door, you know. And that was a big shoot that out there for Toyota, I think. But uh, you know, I didn't. Hell, I don't know. I just didn't do anything. And so, no, yeah. right off the bat, I mean, I get, I get the second to the lead role in this in in this film. Had you know, with no experience, none of us. Uh, most, most of the actors, I, I think, well, Michael Stevenson in Troll 2 was, by the way, Troll 2 is going to show on HBO the whole month of November. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Pushing Troll 2 again. I just found that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, isn't that cool? That's awesome. So when you got the script, were you able to, cause I know in the documentary, it was like the script was like, you guys just got pages. Like you didn't get the whole thing, right? Well, no, we got the whole script, but we oh, okay. just tried to, we were just trying to figure out what it meant. I mean, we just couldn't, it's like, oh my God, what, I'm not clear. It's, you know, what's happening that I don't understand this scene to scene thing. I, I just can't, it just felt like it was so discombobulated. Cause as you know, it just jumps one scene to the next and you're just going, what? I don't, I don't get this. You know, it was, <laughs> this is my dog here. This is Frisbee. Hey. This is Mandy at Frisbee. Okay, you guys get out of here. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Oh, it's stinky. So anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we just couldn't. I mean, really, Doug, we couldn't figure out what it meant. Just it was so tough to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like for the movie to be like the best, worst movie ever. Like there's so many movies. I'm sure you obviously that, that, that you wanted to be an actor growing up. I'm sure there's so many BC movies yeah. that you watched. Sometimes nowadays people try to make what you guys were able to make and it just doesn't come off authentic. But when you watch that movie, it's like everyone is obviously trying to work with what they have, the shooting in 13 days. Like nowadays that's normal, but back then people weren't ready. And I'm sure there wasn't enough crew and everything probably just, it probably felt like you guys were rushed, right? Uh, well, no, it was a 21 day shoot. It oh, was, 21, 21 days. Okay. I was there for 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a real rush. I mean, well, they were under pressure with their budget, I'm pretty sure. But that was all in Italian, so I really had no idea because everyone <laughs> spoke Italian. You know, no, no one. Well, you know, Claudio spoke broken English pretty much. But I mean, he's and now that I can talk and hold a pretty good conversation. With Claudio on the phone now. I mean, over yeah. the last 30 years, Claudio's English has gotten a lot better. Now, Rosella understands, but doesn't speak so much but uh his wife who wrote troll Two, but Dr- called the director drake floyd or clyde anderson or claudio fragasso he would go by these other names <laughs> uh so, by the way the other night i tried to watch monster dog uh, i was gonna start it with alice cooper 
<laughs> Claudio directed that. So oh I got to watch Monster Dog Halloween. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was on another interview. That they were telling me about some of Claudio's films were actually pretty good. He's had about 40 films, 30 or 40 films on IMDb. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we weren't in a really rush to film it, but it yeah. was a three-week shoot, and, and uh, the only one was Laura Gimsler. You know, she was kind of an exotic actress, beautiful, beautiful lady, sweet as that she could be. She was had a wardrobe for us, and so, <laughs> you know, I remember that we had to bring our own clothes for wardrobe. I remember those <laughs> were my actual clothes. <laughs> like they say in the first movie, you know, oh, my goodness, but. Yeah, but yeah, so the language barrier was tough. Yeah, it still is, and that's kind of what holds us all back from being able to have done a sequel, which I don't know, you know, how could you really put lightning in a bottle <laughs> twice after Troll 2? So, yes, you're right. You know, you can't, you really just couldn't quite make a movie like Troll 2, you know, uh, huh, because, I mean, it was just, it's there's innocence about it, um, you know, whereas The Room is, you know, I mean, it seems like the room was more of an effort about Tommy and uh, that it was, it was kind of, they were kind of, they knew it was bad, but we, we just didn't know it was bad. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were just following the script, doing the best we could. And like Darren Ewing says in Best Worst Movie, the doc- documentary that Michael Stevenson and I made in 2010, Darren says, you know, we really were trying to make a good movie. We really were. So there's this innocence about the film that, makes it so incredible and uh i'd have to say like michael stevenson uh in the doc you know maybe troll 2 is not such a bad film after all <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's not but at the time at the time which kind of spurred us to make the documentary it was double zeros and the only one at that time to reserve uh, on rotten tomatoes troll 2 you know yeah earned the right double zero <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's what, you're right like i think it's even like that's what's great about like the horror movie genre is that a lot of times they're shooting on a lower budget so they're getting these actors some go to do big things but you watch like the friday the 13th franchise all most of those people are so green and they're going for it and now i think that's yeah. beautiful because there's a movie yeah i don't know if you heard of it it's called samurai cop that came out in like early 90s it's kind of to the esque of uh, right. like Troll Two. You see people going for it. So like thirty years later, we covered the sequel to it, and you could tell they were trying to oh, recreate, yeah. and it just seemed like so manufactured. But I just love everything about, and I love Troll Two so much fun to watch. But I love the documentary, George, because of you. Like you are so the way that starts uh, the documentary. Again, actors and everyone <laughs> that you see on TV, uh, yeah. they're just like you and me. But in that documentary, like when you put your coffee on the hood of the car and just like almost forget it, you're just like genuinely nice person. And the obviously talking to you for like a few minutes by phone, like a couple weeks ago. And even this morning, you're like the nicest guy ever. And the de- at your job with all the t- people that work for you and work with you, that is like the coolest part of the whole movie. Ah, well, thanks. You're, you're a big sweetheart. Well, I, a lot of that could be just, uh, maybe this is the South. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what, I don't know if I'm representing a lot of the Southerners, but we just have pretty, have a bunch of us. I'm pretty easy, easy on life down here. You saw the lake out there. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to have my second cup of coffee, but, uh, no, what, I've got to tell you something crazy. This is a side, uh, I was, I, I'll have to tell you, you were, 
it sounds like you're excited to interview, you know, me or about Troll 2 and all that, which I'll tell you more about other films that I've been doing since then. Oh, but yeah. What's true, what's true is uh, I heard your interview with Robert Hayes. So with Robert, I met him back in, I think I might have told you, but back yeah, in. Yeah, like late 80s, right? Or early 90s golfing? Yeah, yeah. My dad, yeah, he was a great golfer. And he was such a nice guy. He was actually nice to me. And maybe really, to be honest with you, I just envied, I think he'd already done airplane and all. I just had envied what Robert was doing. I thought, God, that'd be so cool to done what he did. You know, he's just a, he was a rock star, really. Oh, yeah. But uh, at the time he was, I mean, gosh, please. And still, you know, he still is, you know, to do a lot of Hallmark stuff, I guess, and things like that. But no, it was an influence, in, you know, with subconscious influence, probably in some way. Oh, wow. You know, it's a nice, you know, a little bit of encoding that, I, you know, that might have diffused into the fact that I, you know, was able to just jump into this film that's now translated in, what, 10 languages, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when we made, when we made, uh, you know, when we made Best Worst Movie, uh, when you're watching it, you don't realize, well, you would probably realize it, but we went to se- seven or eight countries and uh, 28 cities back in 2000. I think it was 2009 or 10, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you, it pretty much tells the whole story of how that all came about. And uh, yeah, Michael and I, kind of organically put together with friends and family to to do this incredible wild ride at the time and uh yeah what a great little documentary it turned out i love it you know? i love when you were in england uh because it was cool when you went to uc uh, in new york city because i love those two comedians yes. that re- led that event and just how excited oh yeah john. uh yeah john gemmerlin and uh, yeah yeah yeah. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Those guys are pretty well known. Part of it when you went on stage and you recited the lines and everybody got so jacked up <laughs> and so excited. But then in England, it was cool, like just to see that change in that life that some of those people live, like the girl in Nightmare on Elm Street that you talked to from part five, like those people, like they have that one moment and they go around and uh, it was your comment on that was so good in the documentary. You're talking about like, uh, I couldn't well, imagine doing this, <laughs> like this one thing. Oh, you, uh, maybe the comment about uh, I, there's a comment where I talked about Celine Dion. Uh, yeah, in the, yep, in, yeah uh, exactly. You know, singing, singing the song to, uh, you know, uh, or, or yeah, I think she sings a song. Can you imagine? Oh, I said, in best worst movie, I talk about Celine singing. Uh, uh, my know, heart will go uh, on from Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing that every time in the Las Vegas shows. You know, how, how do you do that over and over again? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that was a fun little thing. I don't know where that came from when I did it. You know, but I just did. <laughs> no, I think because <laughs> it was so real. The, the way that, the way the documentary shot it was so real because that was like your honest reaction to that moment when people were just going like in America, people loved Troll too. Like all those events leading up to that, it was like a ton of people yeah. sold out. And then when you were in England, I think all you guys expected that same reaction and just see how genuine you were. That's what I liked about the documentary. You didn't just see the highs. You saw like both sides of going to like those cons that everyone deals with. And I thought that was really, it was real. So right. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And, and then, you know, just the whole thing too about going to a, a fright festival, which I didn't know, but 
like the one uh, if for the listening audience has never seen Best West movie. I went to a horror convention. And that, that, that was really the first one I'd ever been to. And that was in Dallas. And I'd had little sleep anyway. And got up the night this morning and, and uh, went to that. With, and several of us were there. And Darren Ewing was there with me. And uh, we talked to some of the other actors from Halloween. And, you know, <laughs> at the tables. <laughs> and they're like rock stars to a lot of the, uh, you know, horror films. Oh, fans. Yeah. She says, one of the actresses, beautiful gal, I can't remember her name, but she said, she said, you know, horror fans are really loyal. They're just very loyal. And that's really true. They are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's true as I'm in a new horror film now, which actually premiered yesterday in London, which is getting some pretty damn good reviews. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be funny. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if later on people want, want us to come and, uh, you know, sit at a table to sign something at a comic con <laughs> fest or whatever down the road, because uh, I think it's going to become a hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I would say, Cyst? Absolutely. It's a, I would say it's the next little shop of horrors, you know, and here I am a dentist playing a dermatologist, but which is kind of crazy, but <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was not too hard to do. You know, I yeah. can't wait for you to see it. They reached out to you, right? They reached out to you to do it. Well, Tyler Russell, it was my third, fourth time to film with Tyler. Actually, oh, cool. he called me. Uh, yeah, Tyler's just up and coming. He's 30 years old and he's a rock star to me. He's, I would say, Tyler, give him a chance to direct. He's, he really is uh, probably around your age, you know, yeah. just kick ass guy. He lives in Austin. He grew up in Monroe, Louisiana, uh, playing video games from the time he was four till about, <laughs> you know, 15 or whatever. I was never. You know, he's in front of that. And so he's got this incredible, incredible imagination from that. Plus, he started, you know, making films when he was, he, Tyler told us when he was four or five, he was filming. I mean, he was doing something. Oh, you know? wow. So, and he's really one of my best friends. He probably is, I would say, up there with one of my best friends in my life I've ever had. And I mean, I don't even feel like there's any age difference with Tyler. It's so cool. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so he calls me out, out of the blue. And uh, 2015, I think, or 14, and says, hey, uh, I'm a big Troll 2 fan like you are, you know. And he said, would you mind uh, uh, coming down to Mobile and let me shoot you for a day? Uh, you know, it's just a little cameo thing. <laughs> and so I did. And I played actually Bruce Hampton's dad in the oh, film. Wow. He's got, yeah. Uh, and Fred Willard's in the film with us. He's uh, nice. passed away. And, of course, unfortunately, that whole happened with. Bruce Hampton, the dirty dinosaurs, you know, he's a genius of a man. And I got, you know, he was in um, sling blade. Bruce was, but yeah, I got to meet. I didn't even know who Bruce Hampton was. I was at the, you know, at the motel room about to go and wait to go. And he, he was a lead and he's a, it's called here comes rusty, which is about to come out. And so Tyler uh, got me into here comes rusty for a day shoot. And then later on, it was at the uh, Sidewalk Film Festival in Birmingham, which Tyler lives in Austin. Now. So he came over to the Sidewalk Film Festival, and we went up to watch the screener. And as we do, he throws a script on the table, and he says, hey, would you would you consider playing the lead actor in this script I've written? And I go, what? you got to be kidding me. I remember falling asleep reading it because we started about 10, 30, 11 at night. <laughs> and, uh, was that the one you were the sheriff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched Cotton. some of that. Yeah, I watched some. It was on yeah. Tubi. I watched some of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Texas cotton is out now, yeah. and you can you can buy it if you want, or rent it if you want, or uh, to be it. Some people do, but uh, so yeah, so uh, <laughs> I got to play the lead. That was the twenty-one day shoot, so that was a really great great That's experience awesome. for me. We, we filmed it in Lacoste, Texas, and the little actual in the little town of Lacoste. And uh, so that was amazing experience to do that. And then, uh, so then uh, Tyler gets together. Uh, meanwhile, at the same time, I get a, 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 uh, I, I get a, an invite from Baden Baden, Germany. And there's two guys over there that have written a script that are huge Troll 2 fans. And <laughs> they're writing an homage to Troll 2. And so they asked me to come over and film for about eight days. Uh, and so, which I did, and they flew me over to Baden-Baden, Germany, and I got to work with two really great actresses, uh, pretty well-known German act- actors. I was the only American, and that's released right now. It's it's called. They're so it's sound kind of cool because Under Control just got released a few days ago on the twenty third, and then uh, uh, Sist yesterday through. Nice. Uh, London, and then here comes Rusty's coming out. I think next month. So oh, you know that's five years ago. That was both of those two films under control, and here comes Rusty were filmed five years ago. So the bottom line is, I met the lead actress uh, of Under Control as or Goblin Two is the name. It was that, and then Eva <laughs> kind of took production over. And uh, so Eva ha- Haberman uh, then came over to America, and we filmed Sist with her in Baltimore last December which then it just premiered yesterday in London. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was work. It was just fantastic working with her. Of course, Tyler Russell being uh, the creative guy he is, he brings in a lot of the same actors from um, some of them from Here Comes Rusty and also from uh, Texas Cotton. And we fast forward, he's kind of bringing the same people in to assist. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I got to work with Gene twice. Nice. Yeah, what a great guy Gene is. He's just oh my gosh, he's he's <laughs> he's the truth lesbian. He's he's the real deal. Yeah, and, now that's uh, smart yeah, for him to a, bring in the uh, same actors, especially when you're on a smaller budget and you're trying to get it done quick. You have people you're familiar with. I've interviewed people that yeah. uh, directors that do that for some bigger movies. They just bring in those more like the background roles and uh, like the third or yeah. fourth lead they'll bring in the same people they know because they know that they'll show up on time and, you know, know their lines and be able to get it done as you know, quick as possible. Another thing is just the flow of a, uh, not a sequel, but you know, like a Tyler Russell film or, you know, uh, a, a great director's film. And you see that, Oh my God, he was in that movie. Oh, he was in that movie. Oh God. It's so good to see him again. And then, Oh, he's in another Quentin Tarantino film. Oh my yep. God. That's so cool. Well, that's kind of what Tyler's doing, you know, pulling the, pulling it through, and you know, it it really works. It does. I mean, you'll see Gene in Texas Cotton with me in scenes, and then you'll see him again, and you know, cyst. So it's really, really cool. Of course, No Country for Old Men. How could you stop that scene that he does in the coin toss scene? You know. Oh, I know. With, uh, you know, yeah. So Gene, Gene was just. No, what I was gonna say is from that movie because obviously he said while you guys are doing the movie, you're like, where is this going? So what do you think, like, while you're filming that and you see, like, the, the well, goblins the, for the first time when you see what they are going to be? Did you know right from the jump that they were going to look like they did? Yeah, so back to Troll 2. Yeah, yeah, which, again, it'll be on HBO so folks can watch oh, yeah. it. 
Yeah, now or if you want to just tell your Apple TV to play it, I'm sure you can find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we just didn't know what was happening. You know, we just didn't. I mean, you're looking at, a, you know, uh, people in burlap sacks and you're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to look terrible on film. And, you know, these, uh, you know, uh, you know, there, there were some people that would fit inside the suits and uh, you just didn't know what was going to. You had no idea. For me, though, for me, I, I kept thinking. Well, I didn't know we were like, like I just said earlier in in the interview today, uh, you know, we, we just didn't know what we were doing, but honestly, when we got to the scene, it was about the fifth or sixth day of shooting. Cause I remember the last scene in troll two was shot the first day. So I'm telling you we just didn't know. Oh, what we really? Doing. The last scene oh, was yeah. filmed the first day with her as like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just don't know. You know we don't, we, we just didn't, we couldn't figure it out. So, uh, but when I sat down at the table and I saw green icing on the <laughs> corner on the cob, I thought, I don't know about this thing. Cause, cause you know, I wasn't at the popcorn scene. I didn't know what was happening there. Cause that was, in a oh day. My I, God. I, I had no idea what was happening inside the Winnebago there on the popcorn. <laughs> thing. You know, again, if, if you've not seen troll two to the listening audience, so, so bad, it's good here. Oh, I know. I'll put the links for it. People got to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it'll change your life. Yeah. It? it really will. <laughs> and, you know, and, and and Greg is so cool. I don't mean to jump around, but Greg Sestero, who is now in CIS, who I finally yeah, got to yeah. after writing The Disaster Artist. A brilliant, brilliant guy. I mean, he's so articulate with his vocabulary. He's, he, he just, he's, he talks like he writes. He's, he's just super, super intelligent. And, uh, you know, you could see why the disaster artist did what it did with Seth Rogen and James Franco picking it up and wanting to make it a film. Yeah. You know, whereas ours, the documentary Best of Us movie, they had the, a feature about a feature, you know, the disaster <laughs> artist. But really where I wanted to go was, um, you know, working with him. We were both resonating on both what happened to us. You know, it's <laughs> like I said, come on. I mean, what do you I mean, here we are, these cult icons kind of from being in so bad as good movies right yeah and yeah. yeah it's like you know it's just happened to you and so he kind of just went off the coattails of that and and made it all happen of course best friends now he's did with tommy was so again and and he's writing directing all the time and just doing he's got another film ready to go and but anyway i got to work with him on cyst which was just that's awesome fun. no i like him i've listened to a lot of interviews with him he's uh very cool very down to earth I can get you an interview with him if you want. He's a super great guy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, George, one thing that was – and it's funny when you look on – I don't know if you do this, but I always tell people that I interview, if you ever go on YouTube and, like, look at any clips of you from the movie, the comments underneath, like, people love you. And one Uh one common theme – and that I've seen in a different comments and I've read in a review from, like, way back in the early 90s – and you look, yeah. I'm sure you've been told this before, back then, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People said that. Yeah, people said that. <laughs> I know. And now with the white hair, Joe Biden, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That. <laughs> but I, it's I funny. The hair back. So you, like, in that movie, you kind of look like Craig T. Nelson. And uh, I, I was shocked that, uh, so Deborah Reed? When she goes in yep. to be like the popcorn scene, like when she's in that, like, uh, 
I don't even know what to call it, but like the negligee yeah, like yeah. kind of outfit. She looks like exactly like she could be Susan Sarandon's sister. It is like uncanny yeah, wow. when you're watching that movie. So I watched it again the other night and I'm yeah. like, wow, I forgot her transformation and the way she looked. And I know there's so many people in this movie and I, I get it. Like the yeah. way the script was, but there's one joke in the movie that uh, the writer did that is phenomenal. And it's when grandpa Seth, when he appears in the uh-huh. room, when you guys are in the vacation house and he says to the kid, he says, you scare my grandpa. You scared. Uh, what was the daughter's name? Oh, Holly. Yeah. You scared Holly. And he's like, sorry, I don't know the layout of the house yet. And it's like, yeah. that was like one of the funniest, like jokes, like actual written jokes in the movie. So the rest of the movie, it's like a serious kind of tone and i don't know there's something just perfect about that movie but so did you take anything from set obviously you, you just told me i didn't know that you brought your own wardrobe but just knowing it's your first movie did you like keep the script or keep anything from set no i, I didn't i really i wish i would have uh, maybe saved one of the stale pieces that we ate every day yeah. <laughs> that would have been great yeah you know a 30 year old stale pizza right <laughs> uh <laughs> no, I didn't, you know, and uh, now, I mean, I do have people have sent me the real vegetable book that I fall asleep reading. So I do have I do have one of those. Vegetable oh, that's books. awesome. You know, an authentic vegetable book from from uh, from Troll to, you know, because that's a scene where I'm reading that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was just classic. I really wish I, I've tried to go back and try to find some. The clothes that I wore in Troll 2, yeah. that would be fun to wear again. You know, I think I could still fit in them, you know. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. You know, I do know Deborah did save, Deborah saved uh, her, that whole dress. Oh, really? Nice. She has that. And also, Michael Stevenson has all the greenery that came out of his chest. He has that. <laughs> And then uh, we've got, we of course had fans that have made the exact max repl- replica mask. Yeah. Uh, so you know, but uh, yeah, no, no, we don't. I don't have anything. You know, I will have to say I did save. Insist I saved one of the, you know, the the, the actual p- fake pimple. You know, one of the fake pimples that I popped. You know, <laughs> but you got to watch that. It's it's a wild ride. Oh I'm yeah, cool. Now, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. It's like oh my god. Like how much fun you have. So how great was it after you did? Because I think it was like right when the documentary was going that you kind of jumped back into acting. The movie Street Team Massacre came out like 2007. Oh, yeah. So was that right around when you did that? Cause I think that documentary spans over like three years, right? Oh, wow. So we must've made, I think we filmed uh best worst movie, uh, 2006, seven and eight, about three year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Six, seven and eight. Yeah. And then it came out in 10. Yeah. Yeah. Or nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so how did you get asked to be in street team massacre? Uh, we were in Los Angeles. Uh, I went out to visit Michael for something. And then I guess the, the director of that got in touch with Michael and it said, Hey, we'd like to have 
George, would they wrote me in for that little piece there, you know? Oh, wow. But that's interesting though, because I had never, I've never met Lloyd Kaufman before. And I think I'm in three films with him. Now I did a little shoot, you know, I've done little cameos here and there, just small pieces up until Texas Cotton. And then of course, Sis now, but where I got real opportunity to get back in on the saddle. But so, yeah. So what that looks like is uh, Tiffany Sheppes, who's plays my lead, female yeah. lead in, yeah, the screen queen. I, I love Tiffany. She's just, she's, she's a great. great gal. She is, she, she's worked a lot with Lloyd and, but I, uh, yeah, but I'm in God, three or four different films with him, yeah. <laughs> but never met him. I'd His like movies to. are I'm out really there. Like- I've interviewed uh, uh, Debbie Rashawn. She's like a big horror. Pr- she she was in Toxic Avenger Four, but she worked on a lot of his movies. And just the way the shoots are, they're pretty much like here's like a Winnebago or here's like a old hotel. We're gonna just stay in there, and they try to shoot it. Yeah. But you could see it in the movies, like Toxic Avenger is like uh-huh. such a out there kind of flick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, George, it's so cool that you got back into it. So right now, obviously, we're in the middle of uh, what's going on still, sort of, uh, hopefully towards the end. But are you still auditioning or because it seems like you love it? We're kind of working with Greg, Tyler and I are. We want, you know, we want to roll up in and Eva uh, Haberman. She's cooking up some stuff in Germany for 2022, it looks like. So. Yeah, I mean, why? I don't think we'll stop. I mean, I've, I still am practicing full-on dentist. You know, oh, yeah. it's crazy, but uh, you know, I mean, every so often I need a little vacation from this. But uh, so, what that looks like is, uh, you know, right now with the, what we're doing, we're just kind of getting things created, like everybody is. You know, what with folks not filming, Judd Lormand, uh, though, on Seal Team, who is in uh, um, Here Comes Rusty, and also in Texas Cotton, Judd. Judd uh, plays the judge in Texas Cotton. He he and then he also played my sidekick in uh in the short we did of Texas Cotton. Oh, okay. Just turned out great. But I enjoy and and then uh got to work with Mark Bassart. He's he's the other guy in the short. But that was fun working with Mark, you know. So they're actually shooting right now uh, out in uh Los Angeles uh on SEAL team because uh, Judd is one of the main actors of in, in SEAL Team. He plays Blackburn. You know, he's oh, wow. Actors of SEAL Team. So they're shooting with, you know, but really most, for the most part, like probably where you guys are up there. Uh, I don't know too many places that are really making things happen. No, I know. Either in front or behind the camera. You know, everything's still playing it pretty safe. So you're right. So you just, we're all just kind of creating right now and just waiting for the time to happen, you know? <laughs> That's all you can do. All you can do is just try to create and like do you know, really what you can right now, like write and do this. And it's cool for me because people, you know, obviously you're the nicest guy, but most people, uh, they have free time. So they want to talk to me, which is kind of good, but uh, George, this has been awesome. Yeah, oh, man. Con- connecting uh, with you has been really cool because when I was a kid watching that movie, cause it was on, it was either on HBO Cinemax show one of those. Cause we used to have like the illegal black box. My dad got, so we used to oh, get yeah. all those channels like illegally. And uh, I remember just watching yeah. that movie and it was like, as a kid, kids don't understand it nowadays, but when you watched a movie back then, like you like watched a movie, there was no, like now I could start a movie and be like, this movie sucks and I can turn it off. 
Cause there's like, you have the instant, yeah. instant gratification. But when you like went to the video store or even watch on HBO, there was only like one HBO back then one showtime. So you're like, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. And I remember just watching that movie yeah. and like burned into my memory is, uh, when she has the chainsaw and he's the tree. And I remember just as a kid, like that being like so frightening, uh, but like so silly at the same time. But yeah, I just remember that movie burns into my memory because as a kid, I remember just watching it and just like, couldn't look away. And it's like, not at that age that you're like, this is bad or this is good. It's just a movie, but seeing it years later, it's just like so much fun. It is just a blast. You know, every so often I'll revisit it like you, but I've talked to people that watched it, boy, two, three hundred times. You know, they, they oh, I, I play Troll 2 every time I'm taking a shower, stuff like that. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, you know. <laughs> but you're right. It's just it's just like a, like a, a movie like no other, really, film like no other, really. One of those that just, you know, you just don't do that. But what I, I get to guess, are you about 31, 32, 3? Uh, how old 34, are you? 34. You're close. 34. 34. I was thinking about, yeah, I should have said that first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because most, most of the people your age tell me the same story. Yeah. Like, you know, they're watching it. And, you know, I, I kind of like, was there a dad figure? I'm, I don't, I'm 66. How old is your? Uh, my dad's probably 60, around my age a little. Yeah, probably 60, uh, 65. Yeah. 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 We're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so what, you know, yeah. A lot of people, they, they do the same thing. They tell me the same thing. They saw it at that same time <laughs> and it scared the living Jesus out of them. My dad would always say, but I remember my, you know, I've got an adopted that's 37 and an adopted a daughter that's 27 now. And, uh, and both of those two, you know, between those 10 years, we they'd watch it. And actually what's funny is because it was scary to them at the time, I just let, and it was so bad too, of course, I just took the VHS copy, like I say in Best Worst Movie, and put it on top of the TV, the big fat TV, and, and you know, it collected dust. I just, I never watched <laughs> Troll 2. And in fact, I never watched Troll 2 to, through its entirety, uh, even... Uh, until I got to uh, to New York at at, uh, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, oh. and that was when oh. I, that's when I realized, oh my God, this is this is a, you know this is the real deal here, you know. That's amazing. <laughs> this is yeah. So yeah, I kind of fell behind the TV, and I never watched it. Forgot <laughs> about it until you know, till a phone call seventeen years later uh, from a guy from Furman that was trying to make a documentary radio documentary on troll too. I said, what are you talking to me? He says, well, if you don't believe me, go to IMDB. I didn't even know what that was. And he says, it's the number one worst film ever. It's double zeros on Rotten Tomato. And I just happened to scroll down at the bottom of the screen on the internet. And this is all in the documentary, but I'll just tell the audience and you. Yeah. So what that looks like is I, I was scrolling down at the very bottom. It said troll two cast reunion, first screening ever, you know, in this, in, ever in, in American soil and it was in Provo, Utah. Well, I read that April the 11th, 2006 and it says the, the, the party and the showing screening was April the 13th. So I, I spent $700 of my own dollars and flew out. Cause I just wanted, I just had to go. Yeah. So I show up late because it was a late flight. I got about 15 minutes after the screening started and I walk in this dark, sit down and there are, 
you know, seven or eight of the actors from Troll 2, which I haven't had contact with, one yeah. of which was not Michael Stevenson, but his family was there because that's where Michael's from, Utah there, and uh, Logan or Lehigh or something like that. So anyway, the lights come on and we get just, just bombarded with autographs and all that. The BYU students are wanting to, you know, uh, all of us to, you know, they're just fans like crazy there. And so I met Deborah Reed there and Deborah and her husband, uh, who's now passed away, but they were going to do documentary on it because she she knew that the underground thing was happening. This is all my space and pre Facebook. Yeah. And getting contacts as well as I was. And I just didn't know, it was, you know, what was happening. So uh, I ended up flying out to Los Angeles to meet Michael because his parents gave me his, you know, and. Michael and I just said, hey, we really should go for it and make a documentary <laughs> of what we did, of which why you're calling me now. You saw Best Rest of Me, of course, you're a Troll 2 fan, but you were able to get in. But yeah, so yeah, so now here, 30 years later, I just fil- finished uh, Cyst, and of course, Texas Cotton was filmed in December of um, November of 2017, and then Cyst was filmed in December 2019. So yeah, those are my other two films out. And then Under Control was filmed in 2015, along with Here Comes Rusty. So I've got four films coming out right yeah, now. How man. about that? <laughs> but George, this so. has been great. And what I'll do is I'll put all the links to where people can see all these movies and rent them and buy them. Thank you. Enjoy your day. And uh, we'll keep in touch, man. Absolutely. Ciao. Man, wasn't George the nicest guy ever? You know, I go back and edit these and listen back and fix little things here and there. It's just like so cool to like almost relive that experience. And uh, George does not disappoint. One of the nicest guys ever. Like I said in the opening, I'm going to put all the links to all the movies that he has coming out and the ones that just came out in the episode notes. Also, don't forget your homework is to watch Troll 2. It's included on HBO Max. It's four bucks to rent on the normal online rental places. And watch the documentary if you have time. You know, it's on Tubi for free. I'll put that in the notes as well. And don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at Sequels Only, and don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night.